don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan. And this is If You Had To, though. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Nathan. How are you today? This fine, fine day of the year. I, oh, I, I thought the sentence stopped there. This fine, fine day. Um, <laughs> you should. We should just end every uh, question to each other just very abruptly. <laughs> so, Nathan, how are you? Are you not going to answer? I am fine. Um, I am very well. This fine, You're fine. Very fine. Yeah. As I was telling you before we started this podcast, I've I've enjoyed most of this week murdering people. Yes, yes, you def you did definitely say that. Um, I dropped one person um, into a um, a vat of wine. I blew someone up with a rubber duck. I threw someone into an open grave and then buried them in it. That was a lot of fun. Wow, I need to play this, Nathan. This sounds fun. <laughs> well, my life, your life. I need to play your life. Yeah, well. Um, we can we can talk about Hitman. There's no there's no I, I don't think I don't think we're going to get sued in any way. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I was literally talking about what I've been up to. Oh, that's week. that's literally what you've been doing, is it? Yeah, okay. I mean, I've been killing people, and then I go home and play a bit of video games. You know, it's fun. Yeah, but just to fun unwind. Escape, fun escapism. I tell you, a game a game I've been playing recently is a game called uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. It's it's a game primarily about growing rice. Growing rice. Growing rice, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very ignorant about where rice comes from. Is it it's wheat or something? It grows from the yeah, ground? It, it grows from the ground and you need a lot of water. I know this because I've been playing this game about growing rice. <laughs> it's like It sounds ridiculous, but it's it's a very fun game. The choices in games are very different. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, going around murdering people around the world. You're You're enjoying a relaxing day of growing rice. I mean, you do you do have to go out and slay demons um, as well. But the the main I'm focus, I'm abs- absolutely being serious. You can look this there up afterwards. There is a game where not only because I know that there are a lot of like um, I don't want to say lame because I, I don't mean lame, but there's a lot of calm games out there like farming like simulators. Farming and, simulator. Yeah. I'm thinking exactly that. like all around. What's it called? Um, Harvest oh, Moon. Think. I was, no, I'm thinking of a bunch of Switch games. There's that one on Ireland. What's it called? The oh, Animal one. Crossing. Animal Crossing. There's yeah, loads of games. And I, as far as I'm aware, that game is just walking around, tending to your gardens and yeah. talking to people and seeing some animals. Um, there's a lot of calm games out there. And I understand the appeal of a calm game. Yeah. I don't understand the crossover between growing rice and then slaying a demon. You you would think you would think it wouldn't work, but for someone like me who who does like the relaxing type of gameplay and also the manicness of slicing into a demon, um, does it change abruptly? Are you in the middle of the field, relaxing, enjoying a nice warm, like a nice cup of tea, and then a demon bursts from the earth? No, you, it is sort of separated. So you 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 plant rice in your place, and then you go out like foraging and hunting for food, um, and you slay demons along the way. Oh, okay. Um, so the two worlds never cross over. Not so far. I you mean, I've only have to fight a demon to protect your rice. Not that I know of. You maybe you do. Maybe that's like it. That's, that's gonna. Although the two 
gameplay elements are very different like when you're growing the rice it's like in a 3d environment and then when you're out slaying demons it's like a side scrolling uh slash game <laughs> it's yeah it's it's very fun and i enjoy growing rice uh but anyway <laughs> that's besides the point because we're doing a podcast um <laughs> so the premise of this show is that are we, we doing create... a podcast kyle <laughs> we are this yeah this is and it's not a video game podcast either so <laughs> I mean, can you even imagine a podcast like that? A video game podcast? Who would listen to that? No, I can't imagine that. Two random people discussing all of the really real things that definitely happen to them on a weekly basis. Exactly. So for anyone who's new to the show, the premise is that we create scenarios for each other, resulting in two possible outcomes. We discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answers. Exactly. We just, we come to definitive, exact truth. No lies, no deceit, no, no um, buffoonery. It is pure logic and smartness. And, and, and it's filled with facts as well. Every now and then we'll throw in facts. It's jam-packed with facts. It is, um, you know, more facts than you can wave a stick at. That's that's the common phrase that everyone uses. Uh, so this week... Double the facts minus the fiction. <laughs> I mean, that's the quote on, on our webpage, isn't it? <laughs> Underneath no, every... No, all, no I, I'm imagining like there's a picture of us standing back to back, you know, our hands, our arms crossed, you know, and the quote is all facts, no fun. Well, I was thinking about our our profile picture the other day, you know, the one that is just me and you like, I think I'm grinning at the camera and you're just yes. looking off absently like I was you looking at it. It's no longer accurate because yeah. I, my hair is all fallen out after I got set on fire. Exactly. Well, well, for people who don't know, Nathan now has no hair at all. He's like egghead. And yes. I, I now... hair on the bottom of my head. I basically turned my head upside down. Exactly. I now wear glasses, uh, <laughs> which I don't in, in, in the cartoon picture. So we have both uh, been through tra- traumatic changes in our life. Yeah, we're, 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 we both look very different now to our avatars, which is... I, I do think we should we should update that picture. So yeah, that's that's something to think about. Um, that's something to look forward to. An updated picture profile. We need we need a proper like like I was saying a moment ago. We need an action pose. Yes. You know, yeah, that should like, be it. It should be modelled after you know, the rush hour poster or something. Mm. <laughs> what? Just we'll just steal the rush hour poster and just yes. put our faces on it. Perfect. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I can't um, do a high high air kick. <laughs> my, my reflexes <laughs> i don't know we we we're, we're changing we're changing the profile but we could change any facts about ourselves or our backstories that we want now i guess we could change been so consistent so far Kyle. <laughs> it has really mess mess around with the facts i i suppose not no our listeners rely on us for truth and honesty they've come to expect a, a degree of um you know, we've got a responsibility to our fans to uphold this. We do, we do. I apologise. Um, so let's 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 tell a very truthful story about what happened to Nathan this week. Yes. So Nathan, of course, um, has had a long and sordid back story with his neighbour. But you and Mister Winters, you finally reconciled, and uh, you've been invited over. 
to have a lovely meal with your previous nemesises turned power couple, Mr. Winters and Cornelius Whiskers. Oh, it's so nice to see them again. I think the last time I saw them was when they threw me out of a plane. Well, no, I mean, you've seen them since then. You live next door to Mr. Winters and like as you when you when you avoid them since they threw me out of a plane into whatever island I decided to land in that day. um, I I I don't you know, whenever I take the bins out, I try to avoid eye contact. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say for those who don't that. Those people who aren't down with the show's heavy, heavy lore. Um, Mr. Winters is Nathan's next door neighbour who has a glorious moustache and he's about 19 years old. Beautiful. And it is very annoying that he is so young with such a brilliant moustache. Yeah. Uh, Cornelius Whiskers is an anthropomorphic waistcoat wearing rabbit who Nathan rode into a city full of orphans. And they sort of became nemesises somehow as well. Yeah, I don't know what I've ever done to offend um, Cornelius Whiskers. I, we, no. we just got off on the wrong foot, mainly because I was on top of his back. Yes, probably. Um, the two of them got together anyway, and they've been inseparable ever since. Um, so they inv- they've invited Nathan over for a lovely evening of wine and culture. And Nathan, of course, you went along. I wore and- my... F- finest farmer's outfit yeah and the the food was delicious the wine was great the conversation was a little off like cornelius whiskers and mr winters seem to be arguing a lot more recently uh which is a shame it's very sad to see it's like little snippy comments you know but you you think they'll probably make it through in the end suddenly nathan you started to feel very sleepy didn't you and before you knew it you just blacked out and when you woke up, you I, were... By that you mean I fell unconscious, not did immense blackface. No. <laughs> Good. Why I would I mean that, Nathan? Why would lines. I mean that? I want to establish to our listeners, I, I will kill as many orphans as I like, but there yeah. are lines I will not cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just in the future, Nathan, if I say you, you blacked out, I'm not <laughs> talking about you going blackface. I, I, just, just, just... Every any time I say that ever in the future, that's what that means. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll try and remember. Um. So anyway, you you come to and you're like uh, stripped down to your underwear and you're chained up in a basement. Well, this evening has gotten better. <laughs> yeah. I was starting to think, you know, this was a bit of a boring evening, but seems like uh, something exciting's going to happen. <laughs> it seems like some fun's going to go down, uh, but. Cornelius Whiskers and Mr. Winters are stood in front of you and uh, they've both had very stone, sour expressions on their faces. Are they stripped down to their underwear? No, they're, they're still wearing their oh, dinner jackets. Now I'm, now I'm a little disappointed about being strapped to, a, a, what was it, a table, a desk? You tell me. What was it, Nathan? What were you strapped to? Uh, it was a Victorian torture desk. Oh, yes, yes. One of those classic Victorian torture desks. Um <laughs> So, yeah, Mr. Winters uh, looks at you, Nathan, and he says, Nathan, you have pissed me off for the last time. What did I do? Invited me over for dinner. Is it because I called your lamb dry? That's one of the reasons. The other is that you know that the music curfew is ten o'clock. But last night you were playing music till ten o'two. 
And uh, Cornelius Whiskers nods. Yes, my friend, he was. What a terrible, terrible man. <laughs> um, and uh, they take out a voodoo doll that looks very suspiciously like you. Did they remember to get rid of the hair? They did. They did. They remembered to well, do did, a lovely... Well, does it have hair and they just cut it off with a pair of scissors? No, in fact, I had hair when this happened and they cut the hair off with a pair of scissors. That, that's how you lost all your hair. Oh, wonderful. Exactly. I'm glad that we've gotten to the bottom of that, uh, that Secret case. Secret origin of how Nathan went bald. <laughs> Which all of our listeners on this podcast definitely wanted to know. They definitely did. Yeah. So they but but then they both start arguing amongst themselves. It's like, no, the 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 jam jar, Cornelius. No, the butterfly jar, Mister Winters. And you're very I confused. About which jar they're going to use to beat me to death with? Well, uh, Mister Winters finally turns to you and he says, "We cannot decide, Nathan. Cornelius Whiskers." wants to put your voodoo doll inside the jar of butterflies, which will give you a stomachache for the rest of your life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something much more dramatic, that I would be eaten alive by butterflies. <laughs> no, th- th- I mean, they want to punish you, but they just want to inconvenience you, really. OK, OK, so one is jam j- uh, butterfly jar, which, which you say that like it's a thing. A butterfly jar is not naturally a thing. <laughs> it's it's a jar of butterflies and it gives you butterflies in your stomach before you said it <laughs> hey who am i to question the teachings of uh, cornelius whiskers and mr winter says but i want to put your voodoo doll in the jam jar which is going to give you a toothache for the rest of your life <laughs> i'm i'm lying there strapped to this table to go oh you you guys just aren't putting the effort in like you used to. You know, last time you, you last time you rented, you you built a plane, <laughs> kidnapped <laughs> me and dropped me from a, a height. This time you're sticking me in a jar to either have a stomachache or a toothache. Yeah, but Nathan, this is this is for the rest of your life. Like you will never be able to get rid of this stomachache. You would never be able to get rid of this toothache. It will be there constantly. That would be. Okay, so the butterfly jar would be the stomachache. The jam jar is the toothache. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So let's think about this. Having a stomachache for my entire life, that would be that would be difficult because, yeah. I mean, there are different kinds of stomachaches. Is it the kind of stomachache where it's so bad I'm kind of gripping my stomach and I'm in a fetal position? Yeah, I, I would assume so. They're, they're, they're pretty high-class voodoo guys. Kind of, if I, if I need to go somewhere, I'm walking hunched over, like, you know, the freak of Notre Dame. Um, a hunch of Notre Dame, what's he called? Hunchback. Hunchback, yeah. Uh, he's sort, you, you know, you sort of feel a bit sick as well, and you're just not, you're just not really with Am it. Am I gassy? Am I constantly farting? Constantly farting, ever farting. Um, ever you farting. <laughs> you, you can't be around people for too long, but they, they can't stand you. That doesn't change much in my life. Um, whereas a constant toothache, well, there are different kinds of toothaches. That there's not kind of the ice cream toothache where it's like this cold chill, but it's more of a a gnawing um, at your gums, gnawing, and it feels like what at least one or two of my teeth are going to fall out any minute now. Yeah, like a throbbing pain that you just can't get rid of, no matter what you do. Oh, then eating anything would be really difficult. I'd have to like eat like um, a bunch of um, 
what do you call it when you stir stuff? What pureed food? Blend. Blended. You'd have to have blended food. Yeah. Yes. Like solid food would be very difficult for me to get my teeth around. Lots of soups. Lots of soups. Yeah. Um, You'd be old soupy naked. Which is definitely the which is definitely the plural of soup. Soups. Soups. So one. What, what, is, what, what is the plural of soup then? I think it's just soup. I'm going to go and buy three lots of soup. Oh, I guess that works. Yes. Three cans of soup. I'm going to buy free soup. No one, no one, <laughs> well, no one says free soup. They say free cans of, or free, three. You, how else do you buy soup? Packets. Yeah. Three boxes of soup. You don't say three boxes no, of no soups. One, yeah, no one says I'm getting free soups. <laughs> well, I mean, I have this debate with um, Cornelius Whiskers and Mr. Winters for a good half hour. Um, yeah, they can't but, decide even like between them. One of them saying soup, oh, the other saying oh, soup. I, I feel bad because I've given them an extra thing to argue about now. One of them just going, "It's soup! It's soups!" They were already arguing over like scone or scone, and then this one is just like thrown <laughs> out of the water. So, yeah, a constant stomach ache. I'd feel constantly like I'd need a hunch over. Never feel hungry, but also obviously I would get hungry. Walking around would be difficult. Again, with foods, you'd have to have a lot of bland foods because your stomach wouldn't settle otherwise. So kind of the, the, the downfalls are both the same. I my, my diet would be limited. It'd be difficult. I guess with a toothache, it'd be difficult for me to talk. Whereas with a stomachache, it'd be difficult for me to move quickly. So which of those, which of these worlds can I live in? Can I... Can I live a life where I couldn't really move very fast or a, a world where I couldn't really talk? Because, yeah, if I had a toothache and I was talking to someone every now and then, probably a halfway through a sentence, I'd sting, a tooth would fall out of my mouth. I'd just be spitting blood over them. You know, me, me and Sally are sitting down for a lovely romantic dinner. I've, I've set the candlelight. Uh, I'm playing. Uh, what's the most romantic song you can think of? Hey, hey, with the monkeys. And, um, you know, just to get her in the mood. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then either I go to kiss her and my teeth fall out, or I give up the biggest, most painful fart in the world. Yes. Now, which which one is more romantic? <laughs> I'd have to imagine the fart is worse than my teeth falling out and me splattering blood over her face. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a very... Um... What's the word? <laughs> There's a lot of words that describe that. <laughs> That's a very extreme case. Like you, like having a toothache doesn't necessarily mean that your teeth are going to be flying out every I suppose few seconds. If I'm dipped in jam entirely, yeah, oh yeah, your teeth are rotting. And yeah. I imagine they never take the voodoo doll out of the jam jar, do they? No, you you constantly have this toothache for the rest of your life, yeah. even when you well, don't have I mean, teeth anymore. The, the, the voodoo doll is in the jam forever, so it's like if you left your like teeth in a bottle of Coke overnight or for like yeah. five years, they would eventually just start to break apart. I mean, not just my teeth, my whole body. Like It wouldn't just be my teeth that would ache. My bones would eventually start to break and brittle. Whereas the butterfly, being in a butterfly jar, yeah, the stomach ache. Oh, this is tricky, actually, because they're both bad. But which is worse? I think I would rather have... Oh, actually, no, because a toothache is really painful. It is. I've had toothache before, and you can't concentrate. You can't no, do anything. A stomach, a stomach ache, you can ignore for a bit, 
yeah. then it kind of comes in waves. Too fake is overpowering. Yeah. Oh, because I was going to go, I think then, I don't know, because I was going to, it's difficult to choose one or the other, because then I keep remembering the bad parts of the other. Mm. Having a toothache is excruciatingly painful and you can't focus on anything else. Having a stomachache makes it difficult to move. I think I would have to go with the butterflies. You go with the butterflies. Okay. Dipping those butterflies. Yep. Uh, Cornelius Whiskers goes, Yes, my friend! I knew you'd pick the correct one! And he dunks Once the voodoo again, doll. We're not friends. <laughs> friends! Don't invite people over for dinner and then strap them to a table and then don't have weird kinky sex with them. Oh no! I I just say friend as a turn of phrase. It's it's my little quirk. Uh, he dunks you in the butterflies, and you instantly get stomach cramps. Uh, it feels like thousands of butterflies are fluttering around inside your stomach. Do they unstrap me and let me go? They do. Yes. I slink away, groaning in pain. And Mister Winters calls after you. Remember, ten o'clock is the music curfew. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. If I keep playing the music, what are they going to do next time? Exactly. So you're going to buck your ideas up from now on. And you do have, like, constant stomach cramps, so you don't really want to be staying up too late anyway. I can't have my, my weekly disco parties, no. Exactly. Uh... So everyone knows if you're in the same situation Nathan got himself into, <laughs> where he played music past the 10 a 10 p.m. curfew. If you ever enemies with mr winters and mr whiskers cornelius whiskers i don't think I mean, no one calls him mr whiskers that's his father's name that's his father yeah like, like just like, beware they're very strict on their own these two are probably fairly ineffective but together they're a powerhouse and they can take on anyone so don't cross these guys that's if they stay together they, their, their relationship is very turbulent I at the moment they do i i really hope for these guys i mean I'm hoping that I can be the focal point that keeps them together. Their joint hatred for me, which is what got them together in the first place. Exactly. I'm hoping because after all, what what is a relationship about if it's not about eternal vengeance? Exactly. The hatred of one person bringing two people together. That's beautiful. I can't think of a beautiful message. No. And talking about togetherness, you, Kyle, you have had uh, an interesting week. You and your six wives, Betty Montgomery, Vera Vavavoom, Linda Lovelay, Sally Sass, and Crazy Jeff. Linda Lovelay is my favourite. Out of those six. I, I, I mean, I'm not supposed to pick favourites out of my... I was going to say, I mean, they, they, they listen to this. They, they, they tell me. I mean, they, they, they talk to me a lot. I mean, well, as we've established in previous episodes, I'm sexually attracted to women that marry you. So I've been cheating on you with all six of your wives. Wow. That's... I've been cheating on you. That makes it sound like I'm in a relationship with you. <laughs> You've been cheating on me, Nathan. <laughs> oh, I, I am flabbergasted. That's a that seems like a mild reaction to find out that a man's been sleeping with all six of your wives. I am utterly perplexed by this. <laughs> How dare you, sir? But I mean, that's you know, I mean, you assume that you, um, your wives are cheating on you. That's given. It is now at this point in time. Like the amount of wives I've had and the amount of times they've slept with I've you. Slept with them. Yeah, it's just sort of become <laughs> I mean, natural I mean, to me now. Think after the third time it happened, you would stop asking me to be the best man. 
Yeah, and to like hang out with them while I'm out of town for a few weeks yeah. on business. Yeah. <laughs> but you never learn your lesson. It's what I love most about you, Carl. <laughs> your incredible ignorance. I, I think I just like to see the best in people. And uh... <laughs> So, yes, you and your six wives have decided that you're missing something in your lives. The, the seven of you just aren't enough for your mansion on the moon. So you decide to adopt. And, of course, being the sophisticated elite that you are, you're not going to get one of those boring peasant adopted children. Certainly not. No, that, that's beneath you. You you know, you're looking for the higher class of adopted child. I want the creme de la creme of children. Exactly. Um, and that's, the, that's what this agency put on their posters, on their adverts, the creme de la creme of children. You go to the adoption agency for the insanely rich and out of touch with reality. Genetically engineered children are us. Wonderful. And they have the creme de la creme of children, do they? They do. It is the happiest place in the world. Okay, well. Joy and a million all over the world. It's called genetically engineered children are us. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the song. (laughs) This was that 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 was ingrained in my brain for like twenty years, and now it's because I haven't heard it in so long. When when I was a kid, I, this is what I thought the words were, and I haven't learned what the actual words were. There's millions of Jeffrey all under one roof. <laughs> it's called Toys R Us. I think you actually heard the slow the the song for genetically engineered children are us because they do have millions of Jeffreys all under one roof. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that I, I I'm specifically looking for a Jeffrey. Well, you're in the right place because you've got a choice of two Jeffreys. Fantastic! You are offered one of the two genetically engineered super Jeffreys, either a Jeffrey who can see through time and space and speaks constantly in vague, sinister terms, or a Jeffrey with the strength of 200 gorillas who will be incredibly playful and will constantly want to play sports with his old man. Oh, now... So basically, you've got one psychic, creepy boy who will constantly be saying things, vague, sinister things, um, like, the birds are all gone. Even when the birds are not all gone. Or like um, they'll say they'll say things that are going to happen in like a month's time. Like, look out, Papa, for that penguin with the knife. <laughs> I I do piss off a lot of penguins, though. That's the problem. They never they never talk to you. Uh, this this Jeffrey will never talk to you in the right sequence of time. So you're never entirely sure if they're talking about something that happened in the past or the future uh... or in a parallel universe. Um, but they're constantly saying these vague things, and they'll never give you a straight answer. Okay. Okay, that, that's that's an interesting, in Jeffrey. The, night, the middle of the night, they'll wake up and go, "They're here." <laughs> Who who's here, Jeffrey? Tell us, tell us, tell mummy and mummies and daddy. <laughs> and they just point behind you to nothing. So we got one. So we got creepy Jeffrey, and then we've also got super strong gorilla Jeffrey, who is so playful. He's he's full of energy. Like, he will not rest unless you play with him for at least uh, five hours a day. Now, Nathan, uh, with any normal kid, I have no energy. With with myself, I have no energy. Like, I do an hour's work and I feel shattered. I need to lie down. I need to take a nap. So with with a kid that's got tons of energy and is very playful and very strong, like they'll want to be like 
I don't know, uh, playing tug of war or something could throw me across the garden. Oh, absolutely. They, they would throw you um, to the other side of the planet. Um, the other side you, of the planet? The other side of the moon the, that um, I live on. Uh, what is it? Potato sack race with them. And you're basically bouncing um, to Saturn. Wow. Okay. You play, you know, you play kind of a um, friendly um, tickle match with him and he will break your ribs in half. Ow. This kid does not sound... What's the word? Fun. <laughs> oh, but he is fun. He wants to play all the time. And he oh, he is so, so excited about playing with his dad. But Nathan, I don't want to play all the time. You say he's into sports as well. That's another negative. <laughs> but you know that thing that like the kid wakes up before you do and they yeah. um, jump they up and down and on the bed. Yeah, but like even if you've got your door closed, he will just smash through the wall into your bedroom. He's basically Bam Bam. Yes. He's like, jump up and down on the bed. We crash through the ceiling into the front room. Yes. Come on, Dad, let's play. Oh, your, Jeffrey, your please. Broken boned body is lying in the living room and he grabs you and runs you around the garden. Just dragging my lifeless corpse around the garden. <laughs> so, Yay, Dad, isn't this fun? Why? Won't you let me die? <laughs> yeah, he just keeps me on the cusp of death so that he can play with me some more. <laughs> but then we've got Creepy Child, who who has... He's just going to terrify me and my six wives. Yes. You'll be, like, watching... You'll be trying to, like, um, up, like bring the tone back up to something cheery. Like, you'll be watching Despicable Me or something. Yeah. And then he'll just, um, in the middle of the movie... He'll like freeze the the program, look directly at you and go, the bananas. And then we'll turn back and start watching the movie again. What about the, what? Son, (laughs) please. And then you try and get an answer out of him and he'll say something else equally vague. Yeah. Does he have any recollection of the things he's saying? Does he remember saying them or is he just these things just coming to him? Oh, that's a point. No, he'll say these incredibly vague, creepy things and then. And he won't remember that he said them or what they meant. It'll be like a flash, a flash that he's seen of something terrible. And then he won't remember. So in, in these other moments where he's not being super creepy, um, is he like a normal child then? Or is he just... He's, he's a quiet child. He's very tame. He's very quiet. He doesn't talk much at all. Um, he'll, he, like, he gives monosyllabic answers. The only time he properly talks is when he has these flashes and he says something to you. He turns his head around very slowly at you and go, like, puts his hand on your knee uh, and says, Gina, she's coming to get you. OK. Um, and then just when he's when he's just his normal monosyllabic self, she's like, oh, do you want do you want any breakfast today? Do you want toast or something? Yes, father. <laughs> exactly. Like nothing. No, uh, well, do you want toast? Do you want cereal? You choose, father. I care not. Yeah, and he'll be like, Jeffrey, are you happy here? I am delighted, father. I love you and mummy so very much. Not a single smile on his face, just no. deadpan the entire time. Exactly. Wow. Okay, so I've either got the creepiest child in the world. <laughs> And you will in the middle of the night, like when you like go to get a midnight snack, just see him sitting in the dark in the living room, 
probably with one of those um dancing um like little dancing figurines dancing figurines you've lost me you know the wind up dancing woman on a oh like a hula girl is that no not a hula girl it it plays some kind of creepy music and spins a record player no (laughs) (laughs) it's a little figurine of a woman dancing like a ballerina or something Oh, like in a jewellery box or something. Yes. Yes, I, I, I'm with called. you. I do not know what the genuine name for those things is. No, I don't, actually. That's inter- an interesting question. Because you said hula girl. I was like, that's way too cheery. Yeah. Like if, in the middle of the night, if you found your son just watching a hula girl <laughs> dancing, I'd actually be kind of relieved by that, thinking, well, he's getting to that age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It excites him. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, no, I know what you just mean. A little watching skirt go back and forth. It's like a very slow version of a uh, nursery rhyme or something played as this ballerina spins around. Yeah, I, I'm with and you. He'll, he'll come home um, and he'd, he'd, be, he'd be home from school. He's sitting in front of the television, but it's all static and he's just sitting there. And he's loving it. Whatever's on, it's he's engrossed. He cannot yeah, turn away from it. That, the only time you hear him laugh is when he's watching Static. Oh God! And and you you know he's seeing something there that you can't see, but you don't know what. Oh, see, this is Daddy. Come watch Mister Chiddlefright with me. You you see Chiddlefright in 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 the Static? Of course, Father. He's my best friend. <laughs> but but Chiddlefright died in that fire six years ago. <laughs> And then, yeah, yeah, you'll keep asking these questions. He's like, who's Mr. Chiddlefright? Yeah, yeah. After 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 everything's happened and the TV's been turned off. So, so, so tell me more about Chiddlefright. Chiddlefright? Who is that, father? Uh, so, yeah, I've either got the creepiest child in the universe or <laughs> I've got a child or who a is going to... Ape um, child. Yeah, who's going to break me apart at the first opportunity. Oh, what do I prefer? You'll play I... catch with him and he'll throw a ball right through your chest. <laughs> wow, he's that powerful. I just, oh. Um... I mean, it either it bursts a hole through you or it's cartoon physics and it bounces out of your chest. <laughs> it just goes in like my back uh, springs out really far exactly. and then it flies back. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's either put up with a creepy, 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 creepy child for the next 18 years or Come die. Me, <laughs> yeah, every now and then it just goes super demon, demony. <laughs> or, no, no, that's, that's the super strong child. Oh. He's got the voice of like a um, 50-year-old rugby player. Of course he does. Uh, yeah, or it's instant death, pretty much. Um I might survive like a week if I'm lucky. Hmm. Uh, is there any way to tame my gorilla son, do you think? <laughs> like before before I inevitably... Well, you know, there's lots of parenting books out there. Maybe you'll find one saying how to tame your gorilla son. <laughs> my gorilla son, Jeffrey. Um... <laughs> you have to be that specific, do you? you could... <laughs> if you found a book that said how to tame my gorilla son, you'd be like, no, this isn't. it doesn't specifically reference Jeffrey. I can yeah. get nothing from this book. This book is useless to me and I would bin it. You go to the library and do you have any books about Jeffreys? <laughs> Specifically, my son Jeffrey. Hello. He's standing behind you, juggling your car. Yeah. Please hurry. 
I fear for my life. I do not have long. Um, I don't know if it would be possible to tame him. In mm. It depends on what you could find out. And also, if you would survive long enough to tame him. Yes, there is that. Uh, on, on the other opposite end... Um, other opposite end? Just on the opposite end. On the other... <laughs> with, the, with the other child. On the other opposite end. So back to uh, <laughs> Gorilla Jeffrey. Back to Gorilla Jeffrey. Um, with, with Creepy Child... Is there any way I can uh, maybe use him to my advantage, try and uh, divine the future with him or creep He's out people I don't vague. like? Yeah. He's specifically vague. I don't know how you would get the answers from him. If you filmed him and then played the video backwards, maybe he'd say like some kind of secret message or something. So there are a couple or, of pros, like if I if because of if I could tame Gorilla Jeffrey, he could like beat up my enemies um, and that would be great. But as you say, I've got to survive, you know, the taming process, which might not go well if he gets upset. Exactly. I'm thinking the safer option is probably the option I would go for. Even if it does mean living in constant fear, at least I won't be dead. So I think I'm going to go for Creepy Jeffrey over Gorilla Jeffrey. You made the right choice, father. Yes, Jeffrey. Is there anything else I can get you? Not orange juice. No, n- never orange juice. We do not allow that stuff in the house, Jeffrey. No, you won't see even a speck of orange in this house. Me will drown in orange juice. No, no, n- never orange juice, Jeffrey. Whatever you say, Jeffrey. <laughs> so yeah, me and my six wives are going to adopt this lovely demonic child. He's perfectly nice. He just says the most yes, yes. scary things you can imagine. Yeah. He would be a good party piece. Like he'd be good to bring out to people at the dinner party and say, "Oh, this is my son." Hello, everyone. You're all going to die one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll say something like, "You'll you'll introduce him to like one of your old friends, and he'll walk up to him and go, "It's lovely to meet you and your wife, Barbara. Barbara was my ex-wife's name. She died twenty years ago, but she's standing right there." Brilliant. And yeah, that. I would freak out all of my friends and family. Um, so, yeah, there are some benefits to this. I can have some fun with this kid. Yeah. Um, you have, you'd have to put up with the scary creepiness, but yeah. other people would be affected by it as well. So you'd get, you'd get to also see people react to it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the best option. Um, so, yeah, if anyone else wants to adopt a kid and they get the choice between super strong gorilla kid that could break your legs in a second or a terrifying, terrifying child who's possibly <laughs> the spawn of Satan, then I, I say go for the creepy child. And we're never wrong on this show, so that is the correct answer. So yeah, you're going to live the rest of your life with a stomachache, butterflies <laughs> in your belly, and I'm going to live the rest of my life with a terrifying creepy child. Oh, I mean, he, he won't be a child forever. I don't know, he might be. Who knows with this one? Oh yeah, he knows. He knows. Yeah, I, I, he could he could stay eight forever. He knows how you're going to die, Kyle. I know. Like I wake up in the middle of the night and he's there looking directly at me. It's going to be a car crash, father. <laughs> what is? What What are you talking about? Oh, It'll nothing. Be a rainy day when the moon is blue and the. Firemen, run. 
basically there'll be like he'll be hinting loads of like random things that happen on, on the news in the week leading up to your death yeah and like it, it would be like um someone who runs an orange juice stand the orange juice would smash because the someone was shooting a gun the bullet goes into the big thing of orange juice it explodes everywhere and that's why he keeps doing all these references to orange juice <laughs> yeah you're pouring the glass of orange juice in front of me it's like i can see the blood pouring out of mummy which one which one <laughs> son not not linda love what was it linda lovegood linda lovelay linda love not linda lovelay Anyone but her. I refer to your wife by her full name. I refer to all my wives by their full name. Okay. So that's why they prefer spending time with me, Kyle. Exactly. I treat people. They just can't get enough of your new look, Nathan. <laughs> new look, Nathan. Now new look, Nathan. More articulated points. <laughs> now, if you squeeze them in the stomach, <laughs> noxious gas appears from behind. <laughs> fantastic well and your action figure would be <laughs> new with creepy child <laughs> action yeah my new expressions are just all uh, worried fear your action figure comes with a tiny little child that the toy the head looks up at whoever owns it every now and then and says hello john or whatever their name is oh it, oh it says their name it doesn't just say hello john to everyone okay <laughs> i mean, I mean that, that would <laughs> That would still be creepy. That, that would, would be, be very creepy. As well. Yeah. Just just a little figurine of a doll looking up at you and saying, Hello, John. <laughs> what? My name's not John. Hello, John. <laughs> I mean, yes. So we've done a service here today, Nathan. We've helped people out. We've given them the correct answers that they've all been dying to know. Um, and you've taken a child in need. I have. I, I like to do my bit for the world. And if anyone disagrees with anything we've said today, then they can let us know in the comments. And if you enjoyed the episode, then please follow and subscribe to the podcast on Patreon. No one enjoys the show, Father. Thank, thank, thank you, Jeffrey. Um, I'll, 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 make, I'll come and make you dinner in a minute. But um, we're just, we're just filming a, a podcast. Uh, Remember the elephants, Father. Yeah, yeah, yes, Jeffrey. I'll, I'll remember the elephants. I'll, I'll remember. Oh, so, uh, sorry about that, Nathan. Um, where were we? Um, oh yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle M Bennett. That Jesus, that kid's creepy. Uh, that's Kyle <laughs> underscore M underscore Bennett with two N's and two T's. And you can follow me on Twitter at N Vozniak Art, which is N W O Z N I A K A R T, um, and on Instagram. Nathan Vozniak, spelt the same way as I spelt N-A-T-H-A-N-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K a a minute ago, because that's my name. I use the same name in both things because it's my name. It was the name I was given and the name I've chosen to keep. And I won't give it up for anyone. Just try and make me Bill. Bill? Who's Bill? Where did Bill come from? Oh, dear. Jeffrey, who's Bill? Wouldn't you like to know, Father? Okay, I'm not getting anywhere here. This is drive the number six bus. I can see it running over a head, crushing the skull and all within. This has been if you had to, though. I've been Kyle, new father. Who will die in a fire. Yes, thank you, Jeffrey. And I've been Nathan. Who 
will never die. Aww, such a sweet lad. Instead, he will be tortured for an eternity. Well, that's probably um, the Krampus. <laughs> or Mr. Winters, or Mr. Whiskers, Cornelius Whiskers. I've got, I've got quite a lot of enemies. Do you mind telling me, Jeffrey, which one of my enemies is going to torture me for eternity? I wouldn't like to give away the game. <laughs> this has been If You Had To, though. I have been Kyle. And I have been Nathan. <laughs>